0: Hey there, this is 20s Convos with Wale and Toby, a conversation between two age old friends about
1: life. And if I get to ask somebody, it's really important for me to, to be like guys who have like three, four babes. For you to be and deceptive, you're, you're putting in work, my guy, you're putting in work. The world.
2: Like as when you're growing up, like the way your parents teach you to see yourself and to treat yourself like to be with yourself. Like for me, that is the start
0: point of body positivity. And everything in between. For example, like spanking the mm-hmm. child. I'm totally against it. I'm like, I didn't get spanked. I found out okay. But then it turns around and then it goes, Did you ever come on?
1: So also man, like honestly. Hi Sandra. You
2: no, know, I'm just gonna start <laughs> Hi guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hi Sandra. Um, so yeah, um, welcome back, guys. Uh season two, three actually, episode two. I always get confused with the numbers on most days, um, <laughs> for some reason. Um, but yeah, we're talking about loneliness today. And loneliness from, obviously, the context of, you know, not solitude, loneliness, the feeling of, you know, you're just not having um, enough social connections in your life. And I think, and we think, actually, that it's something that is relevant and something that is quite normal as well, right? So, again, we thought, as always, let's dive into topics that are quite complex, that have no yes or no answers, but we're ready to learn from and tackle, right? And we have a special guest in the house, um, Sandra. Sandra, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, tell everyone about yourself, where you're from, what you're up to, etc.
2: Okay, cool. Hi everyone, my name is Sandra, I'm teaching Pilates, I am from uh, Lithuania originally, I've been living in UK for um, the last decade, 10 years, which is crazy, time is- goes so quick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, go on.
1: Yeah, no actually just deep that they've been here for only 10 years you know and that's not a long time as someone might imagine it's not it's not Do that you know long what time. it
2: feels it feels really divided it feels like i still remember the day i came here the first ever day but at the same time i've been in such a big journey that it seems like it's been miles away and it doesn't seem like it's been 10 years it's it seems like it's been 100 years ago and just everything how i remember myself and i was i was i was a girl i was 18 um so really really young and you know everything so, so much changed um, throughout this time so the 10 year gap feels weird it feels like <laughs> it's it's a lot but at the same time it doesn't feel that long you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah and again it's like one of the things where they say if it's gone by so quickly or so, so slowly, is that a good thing or a bad thing? But I think it's a good thing, right? Because again, like, um, I know when, when I met you, you told me that your background actually in fashion.
2: Sure, yeah. So right. I used to work in fashion. So I went to university. I did a fashion degree. I always wanted to be a fashion designer. That was my dream since I was like, I don't know, 12. I uh, always imagined myself working in this huge studio designing um, clothes. Um, so I really followed it you know the dream and I studied fashion and I worked for um, different companies um and um yeah I feel like I just hit the ground with a realization that you know my dream might just need to stay as a dream and not become a reality and um, I really didn't imagine the lifestyle will have you know will be the one I wanted to have Mm. and um yeah, I mean, fashion still has really special place in my heart, and it always will. And I want to bring a bit more fashion into uh, my career, what I do now. Um, but um, but yeah, I changed my career. Well,
1: I always I always sit on TV on movies in movies where people you know have those woke moments and just wake up one day and say, you know what? What am I doing? Mm. Like, what is this? What is life? And I just think. Can that be me one day?
3: Like,
1: <laughs> like, can that be me one day? But again, I think what it just just shows is that you you gotta you gotta be open to change. And actually, if anything, it is it is quite ironic because one of the things that I thought I never thought. I would in my life was pilates right Toby? so i i did pilates in sandra's class one time and i did it yes, in jeans
2: did. In, skinny, did
1: it. in skinny jeans did in and i crushed jeans. it i mean i don't know if i crushed it that's, <laughs> Bro, you you just,
2: it well. you that's for well. sandra
1: to say but i, I will say that
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i will say that my skinny jeans got a lot looser that day
0: that day you best.
1: know um, after after the skinny jeans you know um uh, but yeah it's 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 just good to talk about you know how we get where we are because again, journey is not over, right? And and then there's certain points in that journey that we just feel like, you know, like what am I doing? Like why am I here, right? And at that point, like there's often not many people that can understand, right? Um, 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 how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way, mm-hmm. right? And and I think I think that's where people hear about loneliness and think loneliness only occurs, you know, when you're just alone and you're not doing anything. Sometimes like you might have easy. 24-7 and then like maybe you're trying to change a job or change a career but you have to go through that that oh shit moment on your own mm. right and to be like I, and I'm sure for you like there's probably moments where you felt like oh my god I'm my own doing this like what's the first one you remember ever
0: um I think the the most vivid example was maybe when I was going to uni um, and I had gotten into like, so it was the whole story around like the uni I chose, but on when we're doing orientation, things are really difficult because trust Nigerian universities, nothing is ever straightforward. And so like, you know, I had to register for this thing, but like the people that were registering were being so weird about it. There wasn't a queue. Everyone was just doing crazy things. And, but I saw people and some people who had their parents with them that were able to like walk up to the lecturers and just like make things simple for them, including my cousin. And it was at that moment I realized, oh shit, like I don't have anybody I can call to kind of like do this. Not because I don't have my mom or anything, but like she wasn't that kind of person to get involved in stuff like this. So that was like one moment where I figured out that, Man, like I have to do this thing on my own. When I got home that day, I cried, like I'll not even lie. And this was what in t- 2010, yeah. Like I got back and I was just frustrated and I, I cried. But I woke up the next morning, and I'm like, you know what, um, I- I'll try and get the early, do stuff myself, and just get going. But although things ended up working well, I kind of feel like if that next day I tried to do something and it still didn't work out, um, that might have been. Crazy, like I don't think I'd have handled that pretty well. So, like, I feel just to say, like, the first time I felt it was definitely at the start of uni, um and the only thing that sort of like drew, brought me out of it was because there was a win at the end of like the next day. In that sense, so um that, that's what I'll say about that.
1: You know, that's that, that's that's deep because I'm not thinking. Well, what if there was no win? Exactly. What, what if, exactly. What if, what if next day was the same?
0: It would have only reinforced like, that feeling of loneliness. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, let's, let's not go there. <laughs> let's, and, well, we're and, on this episode and we have to go there, but still.
1: I mean, we have to go there because like, again, like you even hear people say, well, I'm sure that made you stronger. You know, I'm sure that made yeah. you um, come out next day and be tougher. And yeah. a part of me thinks, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, mate. And that's fine. And and I think the key the key part is for me that bothers me is the, when it gets prolonged, because you know, you can't talk about it, mm-hmm. right? Talking about it is the issue for me, because I see mm-hmm. loneliness as as I said before, hunger, right? So you can't, you can't have some food. Your body says, "Oh, mate, you're hungry. Go have breakfast, lunch, dinner." Hmm. And loneliness is pretty much your body just telling you, like, "Mate, you need yeah, some connection."
3: Through.
1: Yeah. Right. Like you need, you need, you need to feel some connection. Now, now, Sandra, I know you definitely have, you know, your Pilates classes. You have your community people you're around, um, but I'm guessing there must have been a point before all of this that that you felt like I mean, okay, then let me assume actually, let me just ask you, has there been a point (laughs) where you feel like, you know, like, like there is, there is, there, there is no one for me.
2: 100%. And, um, I had points and I still have them even, you know, um, I'm having this, my dream job and I'm living my dream life. I still have moments like that. And I think with the loneliness, um, for me personally, um, it's the journey with yourself, because sometimes it's not the connection of other people you need. If we talk about solitude, which I see really opposite of loneliness, where you are really comfortable with being yourself and you really enjoy the company of yourself. This is the ultimate goal for me to, you know, um, really, really, truly just have fun with myself, just being alone and just know that, you know, I always have myself to trust and, um, on that, and um, I still feel lonely sometimes. When even if I'm in a room full of people, I feel lonely. But that feeling is more about with myself. Is about how I see myself and how I um, think what I think about myself. If that makes sense. Mm. So, um, so yeah, no, definitely. I feel. I think you know, everyone felt lonely at some point in their life.
1: I've got a theory that that. Because I'm sure to be, I'm sure you heard me say this, a bit, but yeah. you know, I noticed that uh, this year particularly, Love who started getting plants.
0: Yes, oh my. Right,
1: God. Uh. plants. Plants became a thing, <laughs> right? Now, I, I've got a friend who will say, "Well, what is just shouting, shouting about plants because
3: mm. because
1: plants, you know, because he's not vegan or whatever." But that's not my point. I think my point is. I noticed that there was a plant trend, right? And I noticed that actually, as a point where I didn't mind getting plants, right? But that then made me think. Well, that kind of coincided with obviously the lockdown period and everything, right? Particularly in March, April, May. Hmm. And I think I, I then heard I heard someone say something one time and said that um, having a plant releases some form of hormone. In your body, that is synonymous, or at a at a softer, smaller level of the hormone that you release when you have a baby. That that showed me that maybe that plant search, right? And again, nothing against plant, but, but maybe that plant search was pretty much a symptom of, of increasing dulliness amongst people, mm. right? particularly during the during the lockdown.
3: Yeah.
1: Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, I know they are plant I- lovers, right, for <laughs> sure. But some, um, but I think, I mean, Sandra, I feel like you're about to give me a a feedback on that.
2: I think um, we're bringing more and more nature into our lives I feel like I, my all yes, I do treat my plants as a baby. They are my babies. (laughs) And I feel like they are alive and I love to keep them alive. Um, But I feel like plants represents just a piece of nature as bringing a bit more closer to to the home, to our space. Um, That's how I personally see the plants. And again, yes, um, they are obviously alive. So maybe that helps um, uh, for you to, to feel um not sort of less lonely but a bit more you know alive and in your space Mm. yeah yeah definitely but but no I see might also give
1: you the uh the the responsibility of 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 having I I think actually that's quite similar to a pet sure and and that also relates to what we asked what we asked um, last season because again like okay I'll come back to that but my point is, for example, you, Sandra, you are a nature girl, as I call you, right? Because you Jeez. love nature, right? You've told me this before.
2: I love, I love it.
1: or yourself, right? And it's and it's it. very obvious, right? And not everybody might be on that same wavelength, right? And and they might find their own connection to something through other channels, right? For you, that might be nature and and having that fresh walk of of, of oxygen every morning or evening or whenever.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And for others, it might be social media, right? And and having to engage, you know, with all the likes all day along, right? And it feels to me like sometimes, if some of the coping mechanisms we might tend to use are never been helping, right, Toby? Because you yeah. know, the times where, okay, for example, like the times where you might feel lonely and then post a picture on Instagram because you feel like you know, those those that that brief span of of attention you might get might. Manivate something
0: Yeah, yeah So to, to be honest Like I think it, It's kind of like A double-edged sword In that sense Because Sometimes like You know Posting something Sparks up a conversation Beyond the likes And all of those things But I think you are right
1: You love saying Double-edged sword
0: I know, I know But like It's, it's the <laughs> truth, right um, but, but but I actually think that um, It is That You know Looking at social media it, it, It's one of those things But I on, speaking about the issue of loneliness in that sense, I think let's not even go move away from the fact that it's actually hard to talk about. Like we're, what, yeah. we're, we're 20 minutes into this episode now. And yes, we've highlighted like a few, you know, top examples, but it just feels like something at its core that it's hard to actually define. And the question that may, maybe I want to ask, say you, Ole, first now is, how can you tell when you're lonely? Because now your question was like, okay, you pick up social media when you feel lonely, right? But like, what does that feeling actually feel like? You know, when, like, what exactly are you feeling in that moment that causes you to seek, say, a mechanism to cope with it, right? I, I, I was thinking about it for myself. And that,
1: <laughs> that, that, that is tough. You know, okay, I think my first, okay, before I start the question, let me just start yeah. with my first experience. So the first time I knew I was lonely, I felt loneliness was, was NYC camp, first week of NYC camp. Ooh. Now, Sandra, NYC camp is, um, so after every graduate in Nigeria finishes university, you tend to work in the public sector for one year right? right for, for the government and before you start that public service you go for a three-week orientation camp in a certain states they are yeah. assigned to go
3: yeah
1: right so if you live in a state what or, or your state, you might post it to a state opening north or east or west anyway so mine was lagos which was just nearby and lagos is actually one of the you know the best places you can be in because it's still like not so yeah. far off from where you might believe in anyway so i got there and actually so i got there with told my friends right they were both girls and we spent the first day there over the first day was two and the next day they were like yo wally we are leaving this place farm, <laughs> right because again in the camps living conditions are not always the best things mm-hmm. and i thought like you know what i can either leave or i can't stick this out and i felt you know i'm gonna have only one experience of camp so i'm just gonna stay so I stopped to camp and they left. Right? I could have left because they also got me a doctor's letter that said, Oh, that I had asthma. Yeah, oh
3: <laughs> so, like, so like
1: we actually we, we all had like like fake fake letters oh my that'll God. give us some exemptions. <laughs> anyway, um if any if any government official is listening, I stayed for my camp, so you can't <laughs> hold out against me. Um, <laughs> um yeah, but back to my point. So they left the next day
3: mm.
1: and and all of a sudden I realized that I didn't know anybody. Now camp is a place filled with 3,000 people, mm. I think, right? And I feel like I didn't know anyone. Now even in my room, as big as my room was, that was a very big room. So you have like fourteen people.
3: Fourteen people in there.
1: People in there. It was. I just. I just found it very difficult to mix or socialize or find a connection. And I found that way because I always thought I was an extrovert. Right? I think I'm an extrovert. I think so. But it was just difficult for me like even like during the morning walks i'll w- I say hi to one group but i just could never connect to any group right so on most days in my week one i was what you call it lone ranger my guy and
3: yeah.
1: it felt like i felt really sad at that point i felt really sad in my first week but i think how i coped with that was i said you know what i'm just gonna try and go through the experience and find something meaningful to do yeah Right. And I think this happens to me a lot of times where for some reason, people just tend to listen to me and 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 take me seriously for some reason. Now, let me see what I mean. So when I was trying to find things to do, so I, I would first go to the guys who were doing the radio for the camp to see how I can maybe I can join them. Mm -hmm. Now, I won't like that. I tried volleyball with some guys. Yeah, they were cool, but they were also in groups. So, you know, I said, okay, let me try football. But I said, you know what? This camp is not a place where um, I am to be having three, three, four showers in a day,
3: <laughs> yeah. right? So, so I'm
1: not. So, so, so I don't want to sweat.
3: Hmm.
1: But I said, okay, you know what? If I if, if I can't play football, I would coach football, right? And for some reason, when they were then doing the tryouts for football, I was I was like in a group of like 11, 12, 13, 13 men, and hmm. I used men because some of the some of those guys were a lot older than I, than I was. And, like, you know when you just come to a place and then you just act like, like you know, know what you're you doing. You
0: know what you're doing and everybody starts right. to, to you, So,
1: to like- so, so, I just came down like, okay, so guys, um, <laughs> let's start by training, you know, strength for 30 minutes and we do 20 minutes rest and, we're, and we drug. And I came the next day. And then, I think on day three, somebody's, someone called me coach. And and I do not <laughs> know what it was, but, like, there was a certain joy that was, I almost cried tears of joy because I can't explain it, but I, that, that was the first point of my camp experience. I think that was week two, day four.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That was the point of my camp experience that I felt like I actually belonged here for a reason, or yeah. I just belonged here. Yeah. Right. And that's because I felt like maybe I was accepted as something or mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that quick was, that was my couple of follow-up
0: question. So now what, what, what do you think would have happened if you didn't get that validation as a coach? Like if you didn't make that sort of like that positive thing, it's the same question you asked me basically.
1: I honestly think I'd have just gone back to eating from the um Calabar restaurant every day and night, <laughs> That's and going and and going back to my flat because even 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 up until when I finished um camp,
3: yeah,
1: I made a number of friends, but they were not like friends that I hung out with after camp,
3: mm-hmm. right?
1: I mean, so, so you know, like that was that was my saving grace, yeah, right? Yeah. And and not not everybody has a saving grace. Exactly. Right. No, so that, that's
0: kind of like mm-hmm. the point I'm trying to make. Right. In the sense that, you know, a, a lot of times all our stories have ended with, oh, and then something happened that changed that scenario. Right. So maybe Sandra, is there, <clears throat> has there been any time where something positive didn't happen quickly enough? um, And where you're sort of like you were in that state of, I guess, loneliness. And I, I'm asking this because like, I, I feel like I've not had to deal with loneliness um, consistently and extensively. Right. And so it feels weird talking about it in that sense. Um, so I'm just trying to like feel for anybody's experience that I can actually try to, <clears throat> sorry, relate to sure. it. Yeah.
2: Sure. No, I think, I feel like I'm the same, like you Toby, I haven't had loneliness for long term. Mm-hmm. I, um, felt now and then still feel it now and then, um, with something, what haven't been so positive is, um, I went to. I moved to Sweden and um, I went there with the university. I um, did like Erasmus um, gap yeah. yeah, yeah,
3: the gap Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I um, I went by myself, and um, I was really because I sort of imagined that I am an extrovert, and I I um, felt like you know I can make friends and no problem at no. all.
1: So, so I'm sorry, culture. Sometimes I feel, I feel like we get scammed on those labels. It's yeah. an extra fucking
0: Yeah. Extra definitely, you definitely. think life is getting to be simple like just you just picking up a yeah yeah. yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, I I've got this. <laughs> so, um I moved to Sweden by myself and um yeah, uh turned out I'm not an ex- uh, extrovert at all. And okay. um, Swedish people, uh, they they lovely as lovely they uh, as they are, they are very um into their groups, sure. so they're not as uh, mm-hmm. perhaps open and obviously I haven't spo- I I can't speak Swedish. So um that was another, you know, um really um wow. not a selling point for for, them, for me to speak. Um so yeah, I really really um, soon realized that um, this is not going to be as fun as I imagined <laughs> Um I made some friends whilst I was there but at the same time I really had time to just really be with myself and find that company of being with myself and you know I did feel lonely, I really really felt lonely but at the same time I I feel like the, the journey I went through discovering you know just living with myself and you know showing myself and once again that I can move to another country I can make you know all the problems whatever I faced finding a flat finding you know where to live and and making those uh, finding people I can sort of make friends with um I did everything despite the fact I did really felt like I'm just by myself and you know Mm -hmm. um so, yeah, but I feel like with if we come back to social media and, mm-hmm. you know, technologies, I mean, technologies is as great as they are. We're talking now, right? We can be <laughs> in a completely different, you know, parts of the world and mm-hmm. we connect. So initially we use, if we use technology as a tool to connect, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I think as we have technology for not as a long period of time, really, it's been more 15 years, mm-hmm. um, True. especially... True you know, um, phones and, um, all the devices. Yeah. Um, so we, I don't think we have a nice and healthy routine to, um, use our technologies in a healthy way and that overuse that you know especially with the social media I can talk for hours about social media because I think it's fascinating I love social media and I am you know part of social media my business is quite um, heavily based on social media as well but at the same time I am very private person and privacy is everything to me and you know um, it's Every day um, for me to find the balance where uh, how much I post and how much I share and how much I actually keep in my heart and I actually enjoy those moments. I don't want to take pictures of everything I do. <laughs> I just want to do and enjoy, you know, mm. um, but anyway, what I was um, going to say is, you know, we are on social media. A lot of us are. And when we see um, other people on the social media, initially it is stage life. You know, I only show just the good bits of my life. I only show the beautiful mountains mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, me exercising. I don't show how tired I am. I don't show how, you know, um, mm-hmm. all, all the bad things, although I want to show that more, But at the same time, when you do feel tired, last thing what you want to do is take your phone and take a picture or do your story how tired you are, you know. So, um, so yeah. But um, what that creates for us, so for me, if I'm looking at social media, if I'm looking at all my friends um, who are posting pictures of they, you know, in a beautiful bikini bodies in a beautiful, you know, um, houses, um, if I'd not feeling extremely well about myself that just going to really automatically draw me into an even deeper hole where I feel yeah. perhaps even more lonelier that you know oh crap my life doesn't look like that oh mm-hmm. no my you know mm-hmm. I actually don't have this fancy um you know yeah. house or whatever whatever yeah. they um, showcase car and you know as much as I um I'm not into materialistic world at all. It's just, it affects, I'm a human and it affects and it's in my face, you know, in the social media, we show, you know, that. Yeah. So um, I think loneliness um, could really come from technologies mm-hmm. because yeah. especially right now with the lockdown, l- lockdown number two, you know, the first <laughs> lockdown we went through, I, I'm sure... Um, in a, in a way, sure, like yeah, this this
1: lockdown, has, this one has even been... Like I'm, I'm glad I have like responsibilities now. Like I'm, yeah. I'm doing like my normal yeah. work. I'm teach, I'm teaching and stuff. But I feel like if I wasn't doing this thing, this time, would have been worse, yeah.
3: right?
1: But actually, before I continue on that, on that tangent, I really like the fact that you said you know we've not had this this thing for a long time, and I feel like we don't we don't really do forget. Yeah,
0: yeah, we feel like, like we've, it's been here for so long. We've We're not
1: had it. tech for a long time, and mm-hmm. that means evolutionary, evolutionarily, we don't the even understand. Understand effects, exactly. right?
2: Exactly. Personally,
1: exactly. I don't understand why Facebook, no, okay, not, no, I'm not going to reduce Facebook, social media as, as a concept, mm-hmm. even though, even though that's not that today's topic. Yeah. I don't get why that's not treated like cigarettes, where we don't let kids on social media until, until certain ages.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I think, call me, you can, you, can, you can say that's a bit harsh, really? but I think that, I think, until you understand, never even until you understand, I think we you already don't. understand some of the effects anyway.
0: I get what you mean, but do do, do, do you know the trick? The trick is that when social media first came, everybody only saw the good sides of it, right? And I think people are still coming to terms with the fact that there are downsides to how much people consume, right? Because people felt like, think about it rationally. You couldn't talk to this person before or you had to send a letter that would take two weeks to get there. But now in one second, you can message the person rationally. You feel like, okay, this thing definitely amplifies my connections that I have. But obviously, like you said, it's still early days and research is showing that social media actually causes people, if you use it the wrong way to feel more distant, Right. Because you you know, you you know, we said when we we we're talking about friends, now you realize that on Instagram, they call, okay, call them followers. But sometimes you tend to think your followers are your friends, but that's not true right like you think you think every connection you make online is essentially a friend that you have but that's not true. real life yeah yeah it's just the same thing as just because you're It's you not only not true, true
1: it's yeah. you, you can't it's not only not true you can't even manage it like i can't manage 700 <laughs> friends like exactly like life. it makes it no is, sense right
0: is, <laughs> and, and and i think that that i don't know if we're moving to that part of the conversation but you know i've been reading a lot or i read a bit about loneliness and you know it's less about the amount of connections you have and about the quality and i think that's quality. A, and that's why social media fails. Social media can give you the quantity, but it's never going to give you the quality, right? Quality is built essentially off the platform. Social media is only a tool that can give you the opportunity to build quality. Well, let me
1: ask you that. guys. Such yeah. question um, after you because I of know kind of time. You guys just tell me in a, in a in a quick 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 bit. How many people do you think know you very well? Like very well. Give me a number.
0: Define very well, please. <laughs> like one, know you know person? you
1: extremely well. Extremely, I can't define very well, but extremely well. One person. One person, Sandra. How about you, Toby? (laughs) Um,
0: no one. I'd say no one to be honest. Does that bother you? (laughs) Not really. Um, because I think the parts that are core to me that are important to me, I think enough people know about that. Um because that, and that's because i'm defining very well as like everything like all about me right but in, th- in terms of the essentials i think there's enough people that i think know about me in that sense and i, I can say this probably because i grew up as an only child not only child but like i have older siblings but they moved out of the house pretty early so i essentially grew up as an only child and as an only child i don't know okay sandra are you the only child in your family no, I have two more brothers. Two more brothers. Okay, so there's a the thing about only children in the sense that you you grow to get comfortable with your, like, isolation in that sense, which is mm-hmm. solitude in that sense, right? Mm-hmm. I remember playing, like, football on my own in the house and things like that. So, oh,
1: same. Yeah, same. exactly,
0: mm-hmm. as a guy, right? So I think <laughs> that then shows you that, you know, I don't know, it, it makes... so. It, it allows you to differentiate between being lonely and like solitude, which is a separate conversation. But generally I think um, I'm not that bothered that I can't say one person knows me completely because to be honest, do I even really know myself is the question I like to ask myself.
1: Oh, damn son. (laughs) That was, (laughs) that was, that was, that was was heavy. But Sandra, how about you? Like that number one, is that something you think, you know, I mean, first of all, has that gone down or up? Number one, number two, is that something you think that should be a content or something that's good?
2: So the the only person who truly knows my me is me, nobody else. So
1: oh you guys are actually moving today. <laughs> I love uh, I did not see that. I didn't like I, I did do
0: yeah. like <laughs> look at me yeah, go on. You you
2: know, go like go on.
0: I I was talking like oh yeah, I'm the only one I'll have that opinion. <laughs> like bang, there you go.
3: Boom.
2: yeah so same as toby said um you know i don't even know if i know myself truly Mm. to full spectrum because i haven't experienced everything true spectrum in my life and i do find in different situations especially in situations i've never been to i find myself different i Mm found myself oh i didn't even never thought about myself thinking Mm. that or never thought about myself actually doing that and you know sometimes um and you learn more and more about yourself so how Mm -hmm. can you transmit that to other person when you fully don't know
0: exactly exactly
2: about yourself so what i'm learning now is
1: yeah yeah. you go on
2: sanja i just want to um sort of i remembered when my i was little my dad said to me trust no one and you know it's not from evil point of view that you know everyone is bad and trust no one but mm. it's that from the it really stuck with me from the solitude point of view that you know in the end of the day I came here alone and I mm. will leave alone so I have my own journey and I love everyone who sort of joins me to this journey and you know people some people stay for longer some people stays for shorter periods of time but initially, I am alone, Mm. but that feeling, again, if we come back to the feeling, feeling lonely, you know, as we said, you can feel lonely if um, in a full room of people, and you can feel lonely when you're actually alone, Mm. but actually taking that time to um, know yourself, to be comfortable in the company of yourself.
1: I don't know about you guys, but I tend to have, you know, so maybe I'm in the kitchen cooking. I'll have something playing on YouTube or on Spotify. You know, I want to take a shower, so I have something playing on YouTube or Spotify. You know, I want to, I want to do something. I want to walk two minutes this time. I play something like, and the more, the more I deep it, the more I think maybe that's not a symptom of, of curiosity or or enjoyment. Maybe it's a symptom of me trying to escape, my own, my own silence, right? And I'm thinking, well what am I scared of man? Like, what, what, what are you scared of? What is this? like, cause this happened to me just when I was walking down from grocery store today. And mm. I was just thinking like, I'm, I'm always listening to stuff like always. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a moment to just chill and just continue stuff. Right. Mm. And I think that's why I'm finding it harder and harder to read books.
3: Mm.
1: Mm. Right. Because reading books, because if, cause even though you are reading someone else's words, you are still kind of looking anywhere at the same time. Like, mm. like reading books tends to tend to be a transcendent hmm. experience. Is that what correct? Fat check me on that, please. I'm not sure if that word is correct. Um
0: well, yeah, mostly. But,
1: <laughs> and one thing that one thing also caught my interest is, you know, how I have I, I know more people, I know more people who tend to be lonelier in cities,
3: hmm.
1: right? Than in like rural areas, which is kind of odd because cities tend to have more people right and you find like someone is in this building of with this grand building of flats like a hundred yeah. flats and they, don't know, and they don't know they don't know their neighbors
3: yeah
1: actually not know your neighbors is a concept that i found weird in the uk by the way <laughs> right?
0: yeah because in nigeria you know everyone on
1: the like ba- like back home you know everyone on your street like you know oh down the road it's it's mr adis house down you know your neighbors even if you don't talk to them you know you, you're trying to find out something about them but here when i moved here i realized People, people don't give a crap. Like
0: It's, it, it's, it's the quantity I'm, versus quality conversation, right? And I feel that, you know, there's a lot of quote-unquote distractions in the city. Um, what I mean by distractions is everyone, like people that grew up in the city, like people moved to the city to find work and to like, you know, make a better like life for themselves. Right. So that seems to be at everyone's core and everything seems compartmentalized. Right. So you go to work, you do work, you go home, you're at home. And then if you want to meet with friends, you go to a party and things like that. There's this, there's just these boundaries that, that everyone has set. And so you hardly find people sort of like, you know, mixing in that sense. And For introverts, like I tend to be more introverted. That's pretty much like fine with me at some point. But, you know, I I like to tell people that one of the reasons why I don't go out to meet new people is that I just feel that it's very unnatural, right? I like meeting people in the course of living life right, I go to a gym, you go to the same gym as well or we go to the same school or there's something we do that brings us together. not agree that, by the way. I know, today. I know, I know. Let me finish, let me finish. <laughs> I mean, you're going to disagree, but let me finish. But the idea of like walking into a bar, I guess now that I'm thinking about it. It's almost the same thing. You're both at the bar to do something. But it just feels very unnatural to me. Like, you know, the whole process of, oh, give me your number, I'll call you later, or something, something, something. Like, so for me, I find myself more maintaining the connections that I have than looking for new ones. And it sort of has the reverse effect of helping me in terms of loneliness because I only have so many people to sort of like lean on in that sense. And so the quality is higher. But for extroverts and people that tend to like get new connections a lot of times, like I feel like you're in this constant state of always sort of like connecting to new things. And that sort of like reduces the quality, which ends up making you feel lonely. And in a city where everyone is always on the move, right? The amount of people that you tend to meet, um, you know goes up but the quality is what matters right and that doesn't seem to happen pretty much in cities is what i would say i think
1: i think i think i think society is 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 being built more and more to make us more lonely actually because you know how you said well you have to go to a bar i mean or rather you said cities tend to be very very buzzing things that happen every time Mm. even the way even the way work is going now like I feel like it is being designed to make us so so fast in our dealings that we just don't pause and chat anymore. Right. We're not, we're not meeting people. We're not, meeting people has become something that looks uncool. Right. As opposed to something that's natural course of life, because again, like by just evolution, we are tribesmen, all of us, right. We have to belong to a tribe to survive. And that's, And that's actually what bugs me the most when I have friends who say, oh yeah, I moved. Because I have a number of friends, people that I know that I just feel really bad for because they either start in maybe starting a new degree in a new town or they just moved to a new country, a new state or a new city. And they don't know anyone, right? And again, it then makes me think, is it them or is it the external world? Because now there's someone here like Sandra who lives in a place that is quite remote, right? But she's, she's chill with it. Right Right Sandra, like love like it. You're chill with love that it. Like love, love it, it. <laughs> so so I guess like i'm was thinking, how are you coping with that? How is that something you find natural or normal? I mean, it is natural because it's natural board ball,
2: yeah, sure, so I grow up. Um, when i was little i i lived in a village so i always been in the sort of smaller towns and um you know never lived in actual city Uh, my parents actually lives in london now but i could never imagine myself living in london it's just too too much for me Mm. so i've always been automatically drawn to sort of you know a bit more quieter um because that lifestyle of always on a go is just not for me um also as you call me nature girl, I love nature. I really <laughs> do. And I feel like nature heals whenever, you know, I feel confused. I feel bad. I feel lonely. I go for a walk and I feel like that walk really sort of gives me another perspective and just mm-hmm. gives me that push I needed. Um, to come back um to when you said that people uh, feel a bit more lonely, um, people who live in the big cities, yeah. I think could that be possibly that FOMO, fear of missing out. The fear mm. of, you know, seeing everyone on the move, seeing everyone doing things. The same with um, with the social media as well. When you see so much going on, uh, people, tra- like not right now, but people traveling, people doing stuff, you almost automatically feel like, you know, it's that fear of missing out, like you are missing out. Everyone's doing something and you're doing nothing. But, um, which yeah, obviously- and
1: and and it's like I think there's also the element of sense of community as well, right? Because I think you can you can actually Definitely. be you can actually be in a village and still feel lonely. Like you can actually even feel lonely as hell in a village. Mm. But I think the difference between those villages and cities tends to be that villages, right? You have a sense of community. Right. So that means in smaller towns and places, you know, your bus driver, mostly, you know, your bus driver's name, you know, the person at the store, their name, you know, you know, your neighbors, you, you, you feel like you're part of a group. Whereas in a city, you're like, you're like a pin in like a bag of pins where yeah. like you can just get plucked out and no one will know a difference. Mm-hmm. Right, And that doesn't give you a connection to any group identity, No, not group identity in terms of how we hear about it these days, but more in terms of social community, right? But then again, I, I think about it and say, well, the way we say it sounds a lot easier than real life, because if I'm lonely, if I'm actually lonely. If I say, yo, Sandra, I'm lonely, I'm, I'm going to sound like a creep to you by default, <laughs> right? no let's not pretend like you know, let's do this for a second like if i say you're toby i'm lonely man like you might actually just be like whoa bro what's going on, what's going on? like chill pause right because again like it's it's something that even though we know to talk about it it is it is hard to talk about like it's hard to just say like if i can say yo bro i'm, I'm hungry man i'm i've not eaten like you're like okay yeah that's fine but like Sandra I man, I'm lonely, like I'm lonely, man. you <laughs> be like, whoa, bro, okay. Um, take it easy. Um, let me call you tomorrow, you know. <laughs> oh
2: and check if he's still lonely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, like oh
2: if someone goodness. comes to you yeah. and
1: says that, like, like what would you say, Toby?
0: Um, honestly, I'll be taking aback, right? And I think it's because it's it's one of those deep level topics where there's no one answer fit. So like, what do you actually say to someone that is lonely? Like you ask why. But the person tells you why, but then what do you then do? Like it's it's a very difficult. Do you even
1: ask why <laughs> exactly?
0: Like, that. and I feel like it's such a very vulnerable place to be, right? Like, it's one of yeah. those conversations that feels very vulnerable, and I think that's why it's gone as something under the radar. Like, you know, it's just this thing that nobody ever talks about. Like, it's just socially uncool to talk about loneliness in that sense, and so. I think that's why it has such a big effect. And maybe sometimes it's the underlying reason for something, but you paint it up as something else trying to like, you know, you come, instead of saying you're lonely, you then walk up and tell the person like you're bored, like you say you're bored. And so they try to get you
1: Yeah
0: try to get you to do fun stuff and you do the fun stuff thinking okay this will solve the problem of loneliness but the problem is like the person only wants you to have fun the person isn't trying to like fill that sort of like gap that you feel that you're missing to give you that connection right and usually the fun is usually a means to an end but if the person doesn't really know what the issue is right i guess it never really anyways all that to say if you walk up to me to (laughs) tell me that you're lonely i will still give you (laughs) As as much as I'm saying all the nice things now, I'll still look at you like, bro. Like, okay, like I get, but I don't know. Like, that's
1: that's <laughs> Okay, Sandra, Sandra, be honest yeah. If I message you right now, no, maybe not today. Maybe like t- two days ago, I said, Sandra, you're right. Um, you know, I'm feeling very lonely lately. What w- w- what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was, I think I think it would be weird to the um, <laughs> because we don't speak that often on this level <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah 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 so
2: it would be a bit weird to uh, to sort of you know have that stray away <laughs> message but at the same time um I would try to help you if I could help you but um I think because we you know it's it's very awkward as you said it is awkward and we don't you know we're so intelligent in other parts of um things we obviously created all this world all these technologies but when it comes to emotional um health emotional well-being are uh, we still quite you know um fragile to talk about it and we still quite um sort of um don't have too much information to to give to you know your friend and um yeah but uh, no but definitely I'm not gonna lie it would feel weird yeah
0: and to think about it right if it was a guy to a guy it would be weird if it was a guy to a girl like i'm sure the girl would probably think like like what the hell like why are you like it carries so much like baggage with this when you walk out. like yeah. society has made it that weird, weird so that's why that's why people just keep quiet at the end of the day and put out like silent calls for attention right on social media back to social media right i feel like a lot of people and that's why one of the questions I asked at the start, you know, is how do you know when you're lonely or how do you know when someone is lonely? Maybe that's the new question, right? Like, how can you tell if someone is lonely? Let
1: me try and answer. I think if I'm lonely, how do I know? Okay. I think one thing's for sure. I would do things that I would, I would normally do on more day, <laughs> Right. And 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 that involves me doing something that I probably will regret. So I may be calling somebody that or texting someone that I know that I won't text,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? And not because the person means nothing to me, but because on a good normal day, the person's on my mind for the first, second, third, or fourth time.
3: Yeah, yeah. Right.
1: So I think I'll know, I'll know I'm lonely when I do some shady stuff that I normally would not do, right? On a normal day. And I guess the the good thing is for me to know. The difference between me being bored and me being lonely,
3: mm.
1: right? Yeah. Because because if I cloud that and say, "Well, I'm just bored," you I won't know when to stop.
0: To stop exactly, 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 right. exactly. Right,
1: I won't know when to stop. And and I'm just like, I, I, I'll be honest. somebody messaged me um, last month, right? And, and I could tell she was lonely. Like she she wouldn't message me normally, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. She would not. I just know she would not. And and, and and it's not was about the text, but it's about the fact that, you know, the timing of it when she messaged me, her asking to FaceTime me afterwards, you know, and I just realized that I mean I, I, I picked up the call and everything, but mm. I just think that this is just me helping you out in a state. <laughs> right. But mm. that's fine. I exactly. mean people exactly. you know of the world, so, <laughs> social social person, yeah. I'll help out. So sometimes you can tell people that probably would not do the same thing on the model day as well. Mm. Right. Mm.
0: Sandra, how about you? Like, you know, how did you? It's weird. To?
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really interesting when you guys say that, you know, when you feel like you might feel lonely or you're about to feel lonely or you feel lonely, you turn to other people. So this is really interesting because society does say to us, you know, you have to find that perfect partner. You have to find your soulmate. You have to find somebody. You're almost not good enough as you are the whole. You have to seek for some validations from other people. And when you feel lonely, when you feel the most vulnerable, then stray away you your mind oh I have to maybe contact him maybe talk to her to almost run away from your own mind to to get busy you know Mm. to be busy with talking to other people Mm. and um and yeah so that's where solitude comes into I think you know if you feel if you feel lonely from my point of view what you really have to be working on not relationship with other people but relationship with yourself and you know really getting comfortable by just being alone, whether that's going for walk. And when I say going for walk, don't take your phone with you because you're not truly really alone, are you, when well, you, you are with your phone? Mm-hmm. So just completely leaving your technology, leaving just you, nobody else, maybe your dog. Just go for a walk <laughs> uh, or cat or whatever you're walking. <laughs> yeah. well, and and well, just go for that walk. And yeah, go on.
0: Yeah, but I feel like there's also like the extreme version of that it's because some people take it to a very freaky level where they sort of like celebrate and worship themselves in a bid to not feel lonely and i feel like that's also just as you know bad as you know people that then go to seek it outside so obviously i'm trying to say everything is about balance but i feel like i've come across a lot of people that they're talking to me and they're trying to project this level of confidence that you know i'm myself i believe in myself i'm not alone i'm doing all these things but as we're all social human beings and some of us can tell when something feels off, right? It's like, I, and, I'm, and as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about one particular person, right? And, and you know, what the vibes I get from them in terms of um, them feeling lonely, right? So, I can tell they feel they are lonely, but they're projecting this image of self assurance. And it's then hard to really for me to say anything because it's like, who do you think you are coming into the space that I say is comfortable for me and telling me that I'm lonely in that sense? I don't know if I'm making sense.
1: I think for them also, I think the danger is being able to define something makes a huge difference, Hmm. right? When you, again, I think since since when we spoke about imposter syndrome, right? And I said, when I heard the word imposter syndrome and I knew what it was,
3: mm. I
1: had like a billion old shit moments in my head. Like, so this is what, so this is what I've been feeling for a long time.
3: Yeah.
1: And when I knew what that word, when I knew that that I feeling was actually a concept in psychology or social sociology, whatever,
3: mm. my
1: head snapped right. And that is why sometimes such people, they don't know or think loneliness is something that I'm going through. Mm. Right. You can't even know where to start to fix the problem because because you, you, you're thinking, well, I'm just I'm just not in the mood for human beings because mm-hmm. I am me myself and I mm-hmm. trying to be independent and strong and whatever,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm. But actually, your body's saying, "Mate, I'm hungry for some social connections," mm-hmm. right? And and that's why I disagreed with you earlier. I said, I think social connections should be deliberate. I think should, I think we should deliberate in terms of meeting people right yeah. i don't think we should rely on I don't, I don't like coincidences i don't like i get out there and try right? and if you fail, well that's fine that, that's not fine i mean that's fine that's okay but i think that being deliberate about making friends meeting people when you're feeling in a weird way should not be something bad a friend of mine told me that she met um, a friend of mine went to dinner friend, dinner lunch with somebody right mm-hmm. and that girl i was like and i was like oh nice um Nice place, like where is this? Blah blah. blah. And she was like that. Oh, that she met the girl on Instagram, and and went to lunch. And I found, I found that so impressive. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know whether it's a girl thing, but I found so impressive that you can meet somebody on Instagram, right? Become friends and go for lunch. Like, what are we guys doing? Like, what are we guys like? We guys are just suffering out here. Not. We are
0: sliding into DMs for other purposes, please. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like,
1: yeah, yeah, but like, a lot of us guys could also do with f- could do with like yeah, yeah, more yeah. friends in places that we are, True. but we find the kind of things weird. Like, g- g- I don't think guys would would mention that guy and say on Instagram and say, Oh, yo, I like the pussy you wore today, and what did you get them? And well, do you think I,
0: I, I think it's a society thing? Because, like, I'm if someone messaged me that way, like, I think we've been made to feel like that's not normal. And for me, I would, I probably could entertain it at some point, but my first reaction would probably be very defensive, like. Except it's like some, except you meet in like a work setting or it's a professional setting, like that's still possible. But like a random, like very social, like outside of professional sort of like connection like that, if they reach out to you like that, I feel, yeah, I don't think, I don't know. I'm being honest here. I wouldn't really like look at it as, oh, this is someone I can go have lunch with. Like It would be very like, what I would want to find out why, basically. Even when even when girls do, no, no but see even when women do with me as well like for me I'm like yeah like why I don't know I just ask why generally I yeah. mean,
3: like,
1: <laughs> my theory that reflects something that 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 you need to sort out
3: yeah another <laughs> yeah. <laughs> la, <la> episode
1: please <laughs> um I mean like Sandra what do you think about what I said in terms of being deliberate um, because again like I think you also mentioned it as well and when you said. You know that that we should try and detach from people and look looking what and be introspective and focus on ourselves.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And my argument to that is, I think I think that is one part of the picture. Because I I just believe that we should also be deliberate with making friends. Right? I mean, is that something that is a hundred thing to say? Yes
2: yeah yeah so when you said about the girl meeting other girl and then going for um lunch I think that's the ultimate goal of social media you meet people um you might not able to meet face to face but you take that relationship and you transfer that into the real life where you actually get the relationship face to face it's really interesting actually I was reading some stats today um just before I was prepping for um this podcast and um so older generations are not feeling that lonely as the younger generations. So um, actually there's an 18 to 34 year gap. So from 18s to 34s, they feel the most loneliness because they sort of grow up on that social media, on that technology mm. where you meet your, meet people online and you continue that conversation online. You don't transfer that into the real life whereas older generations they had to um, you know learn the skills how to meet people how to approach people in the real life uh, without being looking like a creeps you know just uh, <laughs> <laughs> approaching people and making friends making you know those conversations and growing the relationship into a bigger relationship so this is really interesting how, you know, actually technologies really sort of um, converts us into, you know, this behavior of not um, growing the social skills, not, you know, communication skills. Mm. We are, um, so that's, uh, I, th- I thought that's really interesting how, you know, we sort of use communica- social media to, to meet people, but we don't necessarily transfer that. So hearing that two girls, met on Instagram and what actually went for lunch I think it's brilliant I think that's where you know in ideal world that's what we should be that's what we should be doing however the same with Toby said I would be a bit like um, I'm not sure about that because <laughs> <laughs> it's just initial reaction isn't it it's just because we've been told there's so much danger stranger danger you know there's so yeah. much you know people want to bat people want to bat to you and meeting somebody, um, on Instagram and talking to some, I have a lot of, uh, like Pilates, um, instructors, girls. I talk on a daily basis on Instagram. I never met them. I would love to actually go for lunch with them because we, we just talked, we started to talking about obviously because we are both teaching, but now we just talk about anything. And I feel like we are truly became friends, but at the same time, I never seen, you know, that person in the real that. life uh but yeah no definitely i would love to i would love to think that i could go for lunch with uh with somebody i meet on on Israel. i would love to think that but i don't know how that uh, would be exactly. actually <laughs> but then even uh, with you even <laughs> with you we uh we chatted on emails and then true, we true we, like, we were, like like yeah.
1: i was in emails not on in instagram emails <laughs> Awesome. Yeah,
2: so, so I, I had I didn't even know how you look. <laughs> I wasn't even I didn't even know what to look for because I literally didn't know because you knew at least how I look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true,
1: true, true, <laughs> true. I mean it's just it's just remarkable. And and I guess the point is like we know that one in three adults face loneliness. You know that loneliness can affect people's physical and mental health. Hmm. So I guess just to wrap up my, my question to you guys is it's actually two things. So one, like, how how do you think you can easily, in the best way, express to people that you're lonely and you need some comfort or social connections. And two, how can how do you think you know loneliness can be something that you, that that can happen to you less? So, what do you think you can do to not prevent? Because I, I don't think I can prevent it per se, yeah. mm-hmm. but I'll say make yourself at peace with it when it happens. Yeah, Sandra, right, I'll start with you, Toby. No, okay, no, 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 Sandra. <laughs>
2: Sandra. Oh, big. okay, cool. So again, I think um learning how to be comfortable within your own um, space, within your own body, within your own mind, just really enjoying your own company. That's just, you know, that's just base. That's your foundation. And whenever you feel, because you will always have, we humans, we have feelings, Mm. you know, things will trigger you and you will feel, oh damn, I don't feel that, you know, that I have so many friends. I feel a bit lonely. But whatever you have those moments, you can always come back to that really strong foundation you have, you have, you know, you, you feel completely home with your body and with your mind and you feel completely strong. And that's why, you know, so by building that, by having those, you know, uh, solo trips, by having those solo walks, everything solo, go take yourself on a date. I love that. I love doing that. Just <laughs> taking yourself on a date oh, and, you know, going to a restaurant, not no. right now, but you know, uh, <laughs> uh, just, just doing things just with yourself. Um, they sort of learn and teach you how to, um, you know how to be with yourself and um the same with like you know voices on the background whether that's music whether that's podcasts you know they as much as they're great just being comfortable within your own silence I think that's the ultimate goal you know that's the ultimate goal because you know as I said we come one and you know alone and we will leave alone Mm. we'll have our own journeys Um, So you know, just truly really living that own journey and just knowing that, you know, you always be there for yourself. I think that's, you know, that's the ultimate.
1: You know, I, and I love your dad very much already, because I feel like him telling you to trust no one is something that I can say to my daughter as well. Yeah. Because I, I really like that phrase, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's very cool. Toby, how about you?
0: So um, I'll echo the same thoughts and I'll start from the point that, you know, even when you speak to, you know, psychologists and people like that, that talk about these things on a mental level, one of the first things they do, or like, if you, if you're feeling lonely is not to tell you to find someone else, you know, it's actually to just do something by yourself. As, as Sandra said, something like standing up at a gym or just like, you know, taking a walk or picking up a new thing to learn. And the trick about that is that those actually give you more touch points to get in touch with more people. Right. And to take away that feeling. So it's weird that, you know, to not feel lonely, the best thing you could do is to actually do stuff for yourself, not with the goal of making a connection at the end, but just at least be whole, like Sandra has said, at the start when she said it, I was like, yeah, that sounds like this. Like, you know, Um, me, myself, my, and I kind of thing, but I can't kind of relate now where it's hard for you to, because if you try to seek a connection when you yourself are not feeling whole, you are going to, the person is not going to stay for long, which is only going to reinforce that feeling of loneliness because then you feel like you had something and then you lost it. Like that's even worse than not even having it at all in the first place. Um, and the second thing I would say is to lean into conversations and, what I mean by that is kind of like almost the essence of what we did with 20s convos. The fact is that what happens on social media and what happens with instant messaging is that conversations stay very surface level. Like if sometimes look look back at all your chats with some who you call your friends, what is it about? Is it about setting up a time to meet somewhere or to watch a game or to buy this or you're sending memes to each other? And those things are great. But like if there is no underlining like meat of the conversation that you're leaning into, you're just expending energy in like superficial things, unfortunately, right? And so well, that's why I said the thing about quality, right? Like find those conversations that you can lean into where you're not necessarily bearing your heart out, but you're going beyond the surface, right? Like you're going beyond the things that people will post, the highlights, reels that you see on Instagram, you're going beyond all of those things, right? Because the, the funny thing is that I'll have a conversation with some of my friends and I see the things they post. I'm like, people who think you're okay, but you're actually not. Like, not, not in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not like in a bad way, but it's like, like I know you're going through stuff, but like your Instagram is looking pretty lit at the moment, right? And so because of that potential, like you need to make sure that you're leaning into conversations with the right kinds of people is what I would say.
1: Um. So I think you guys said it all. Um, just to add, my take on this is is a bit different in terms of something else that people can do i think for me w- what i try to do is whenever i feel i'm in that state i feel like i can't turn a switch and fix it sometimes particularly during during lockdown that um, earlier earlier this year yeah. so so what i try and do is you know i say you know what every unresolved conflict i have in my life right
3: oh my god
1: i'm gonna fix it <laughs> right and that just means if there's any relationship with anybody no matter what level was that felt like was left on a burning hanger, was Mm -hmm. left um unresolved conflict i'm gonna fix it right Mm -hmm. not fix it and call and beg but just fixing the point that that they know that there's no conflict anymore because i feel like what that does for me psychologically is telling my brain that if i go out right out right now there's nobody that i'm going to meet that i have to you know act a certain way to to create a relationship with them mm. i know that i'm going out with a clean slate and whatever comes in my way is me building something top bottom to up mm. right so i think having unresolved conflicts right i'm um, sorry resolving your conflicts is a way to also help you cope loneliness if anything i think because it just tells your mind that you have nothing else in this world that is holding you back nothing else with anybody that might be putting your mind at a twist, right? So that at that point, you know that everything that, that you can potentially face can be built up from there, right? So that's how I say it. And, but again, like, we all have different ways of seeing this thing. But, I mean, it's, it's something that I feel like should talk about more. And I feel like if you're, if you're lonely, don't be, don't be like me. i am be scared to tell Sandra or Toby and say, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm lonely. <laughs> oh, by the way, hold on, hold on.
3: Yeah.
1: Have you guys heard about ASMR? What is that? No, Sandra. I so, I don't know. ASMR. I don't know how. So, I don't see YouTube here. Yeah, YouTube does some shady stuff <laughs> this morning on my YouTube. I just saw ASMR. Was okay. it my YouTube or my Instagram? I'm not sure what it was, but anyway, ASMR is something, 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 something. Now, I know it doesn't make any sense, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 literally, I'm, I'm, I'm literally googling it right now. So, ASMR you is. Heard
2: about
1: auto, auto, it? <laughs> so it is autonomous sensory meridian response. Yes. So what it is, I think, it is something that your body reacts to. So most times, some people get that response in form of a tingling sensation on their skeleton, on their spine, mm. or maybe like their 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 the hairs on their on their skin Rise stand up, up. or yeah. they just. But it's it's a response to something, mm. right? Anyway, here's my point. So apparently. There's a whole community on YouTube online of people mm-hmm. that try and trigger ASMR responses from people, people. to go. help them with loneliness or to help them with um anxiety. Hmm. Right. Oh, and what wow. and guess 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 what the most popular way of, of triggering ASMR for, for some people is?
2: Is that the one they talk really? Yes.
1: Yeah, like. So 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 someone goes <laughs> Okay
2: <sighs> <laughs> That's even creepier. This is something.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm we, gonna touch my shoulder right now. <laughs> that way you're to feel. Honestly, like the whisper.
2: To, and I was like,
1: to, so the whisper on the mic, yeah. Uh-huh. And actually, I have a, li- a YouTube link that I saved today that I was just blown away. So I'll send that to you guys after this. Did you? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. The question. Did, did Did you listen to response in you? Like when you listen to, it, did you feel anything? Like honestly,
1: like, honestly. Yeah. I think it did. I, I, <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. That's where we're going to stop now. Thank you
3: again.
1: <laughs> it was it was a bit soothing. I, I it was a bit soothing somewhat, but it, it then got shades of of creepy slash slash sexual like, okay, nah, 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 nah.
0: No, nah, that shit was always there. That shit was always there. Like, <laughs> yeah. like nothing that is whispered is great. Like it's either it has sexual undertones or it's a secret that it's not supposed to be. No, served. it w-
1: it was common to an extent you know what I'll send to you both after this and Uh, you guys can check it out yes no thanks no actually exactly (laughs) oh my
3: goodness
1: yes people hi again thank you for listening to this week's episode of 20s Convos if you enjoyed it don't forget to subscribe smash like and follow buttons and you can also share with a friend that you think might enjoy it we release new episodes every Monday, but in the meantime, you can also keep the conversation going and keep in touch with us through our Instagram at 20s scombos And that is Instagram at 20s scombos And we post polls, videos, and quotes of all our content all week. Remember, again, it's at 20s scombos Till next time. Have a good one, guys. Look after yourselves. Take care and peace.